Welcome to Marriage Devotionals with Jeff and Debbie, a weekly opportunity to listen in as they share their personal devotionals to encourage you and yours. And now, here's your hosts, national speakers and authors, Jeff and Debbie. Hey guys, sorry we're a few days behind. We have been going nonstop. It is always crazy in February doing our kind of work, and we're at our staff retreat uh, for our church now. We're not uh, like in a paid staff position, but we kind of pastor our pastors and serve them and minister to them. And so we're here with them and uh, grabbing a few moments before we start our first sessions this morning. We're going to share this one from February 24th, and it's uh, from John 13, verses 1 through 17. We just read that for the sake of uh, brevity for you guys listening. That's the passage where Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, and and he's telling them to do now what he's done. So this one's called Truly Lord. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. That's John 13, 13. Jesus Christ will be Lord of all, or he will not be Lord at all. That's a quote from St. Augustine. All religious beliefs can attest to a curious phenomenon. Many, quote, believers, end quote, make little effort to live up to their beliefs. There are Buddhists who do not follow the teachings of Buddha, Muslims who do not follow the teaching of the Koran, and Hindus who do not practice Hinduism, among numerous other examples. This is not a rarity. It is widespread in every faith, even ours. There is very often a wide gap between what a Christian says he or she believes and what he or she actually practices. Jesus was well aware of this human tendency. He once asked his disciples, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? In Luke 6:46. Here in John 13, his implication is clear. If the disciples are genuine in their belief, they will follow his examples. All of us have inconsistencies in our faith but how numerous those inconsistencies can be. We claim the name of Jesus often, do not serve as he served, heal as he healed, forgive as he forgave, pray as he prayed, or sacrifice as he sacrificed. He emphatically tells us to believe, love, and watch for his coming again, but we can be awfully casual about those commands. He has called all to follow him to a radical lifestyle, But how many Christians do you know who are radically different from their culture? It is folly to call Jesus teacher, Lord, or any other title that presumes his authority and then be casual about his authority in our lives. But such such folly is so consistent with human nature. We can be fickle and apathetic. We convince ourselves that we believe something even while our actions demonstrate otherwise. Examine the relationship between your faith and your way of life. Are they consistent? Are Jesus' radical words your driving force? Let them shape you no matter the cost. Let him truly be your Lord. Hmm. I hadn't even had time to tell you about an email that we got in from um, somebody that was um, an attendee at a Prepare to Last retreat, and she was asking about... um, like getting forgiveness and she felt really a lot of shame and guilt about premarital sex. Mm -hmm. And, um, she asked me what my advice was as far as, um, stopping herself from still going over, even though she's broken up with her ex-boyfriend and, you know, having sex again. Mm -hmm. And I just said, um, if you're a believer, you know, it's sin and you're continuing to choose it. So that is a heart issue. 
and that's an obedience issue. Yeah. And so it's like she's saying, I'm a Christian, and I, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. And I think, you know, definitely all of us are um, guilty of making that decision sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, we've talked lots of times. It's like we know the rules that <laughs> that are in the Bible about how we should try to resolve our conflict, but we just do stuff that's opposite from that, and and then we wonder why we can't get out of our conflict. And, yeah. and so it, it all has to do with this whole, if he really is Lord, he's either Lord of it all or he's not Lord at all. And yeah. um, it, there, there's part of that that makes you feel like defeated because, well, we can't, we can't be perfect, right? But we can say he is Lord of all my life and I'm going to, let him convict me when I'm not living like him. I'm going to try my best to live like him. So that th- this is a really good, strong one. Um, I felt like I was almost a little strong-worded in my answer back to her, but I think all of us just need to be reminded. I mean, we choose whether or not he's going to be Lord or not. Yeah. So. And I, I appreciate the fact that she has uh, allowed the Holy Spirit to convict her. Yeah. Um, and that is such a courageous first step because for so many people that are struggling with a sin stronghold they just want to ignore that and so she had the courage to confront it and now we just need to pray out of mercy and compassion that she'll have the strength to to change as a result of that conviction I think that this um, of the difference devotionals that we've read out of this book so far this year, this one probably applies the most to marriage because I think, you and I have talked about this, I think it is our marriages that are the first proving ground of whether or not Christ is really Lord of our life. Yeah, whether he's making a difference and whether or not he's doing those things through us that we cannot do on our own with each other. And when we're so angry with our spouses or when we've been hurt so deeply by them, are we going to be obedient and forgive in the midst right. of that and give mercy? Or are we going to be disobedient and judge? Yeah. Um, I think that I think somebody's the proof of somebody's lordship is less um, about whether or not they call him Lord at church. It's more about whether they're willing to surrender him as Lord at home yeah, exactly. in their marriage. <laughs> well, that, that one line where it says... You know, the, the real difference isn't what a Christian says he believes. It's what he pr- practices. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I know that there are times, and I'm just going to go straight into it, Lord, that, that I need to ask your forgiveness. For times where I may say that I believe something about you and want uh, to be different, but I don't practice those things that you have shown me in Scripture. And I ask your forgiveness for those times where I choose something that I know is against what you want. That if you're really my Lord, um, I, I just pray that you would give me this this uh, this drive to, to want what you want for me. And the the real the real heart to follow through the with the right actions that go along with what I believe. Hmm. Lord, I, um, I first want to just pray for this, uh, this girl that wrote to us. And um, 
Lord, I just I pray that you would first just uh, envelop her with a sense of your mercy and your adoration and your love for her that you've always had for her, even knowing um, the, the place that she would get herself into. I pray that you would help uh, protect her from condemnation from the enemy and mm-hmm. shame from the enemy about that. I pray, Lord, that she would feel that mercy so tangibly that she would become so enthralled with your love for her that she would be compelled to want to just, in obedience, remain in you. And that the, the missing of having that time with her boyfriend, the urges that drive her, that want to drive her back to him, I pray that she would redirect all of that to you. And um, that this time would serve to just deepen her relationship with you. Lord, if, if she and this guy are supposed to be together, I pray that you would provide conviction for him as well. Um, and uh, that you would bring him to the same place. If they're not meant to be together, then Lord, I pray that you would, uh, you would lead them in grace apart from one another. And um, continue to pre- prepare for them for whoever the next person is. And Lord, I just want to confess to you. Um, and tell you that I'm sorry for the times that um, I call you Lord when I need you and the times when either out of anger or out of fear or out of stress uh, I try to take over lordship in areas and I want to do things my way because I don't I don't want to do what I know you're telling me to do and that's sin and it is Uh, me asking you to get off the throne so I can be on the throne, and I am so sorry for that arrogance. Please forgive me. In your name I pray. Amen.